0: You're listening to Radio ISO, the podcast bringing you notes from isolation and stories about the people we're missing. I'm your host, Emily Sargent. Today I spoke to Jan, who, after initially cancelling her wedding because of the pandemic, decided to get married to her fiancé in the hospital where they work.
1: is I'm an ambulatory clinical nurse specialist it's quite a, a um, niche role really so essentially I work within um, uh, the emergency floor mm-hmm. and I run a clinic that um, from GPs through to the emergency department they can refer to our service for patients um, who where they suspect they might have a DVT and um so we see patients who have some leg swelling and we investigate that and um, work out whether they, they do indeed have a blood clot or they don't. And mm-hmm. um, from time to time, I also go back and work within the emergency department. But whilst we've been redeployed, that's been uh, less common. So um, during lockdown, it's been it's been slightly different because our medical doctors have been redeployed to the the wards so we've had to run um, a, kind of a much a much smaller service um, and be adaptable to that in the sense that we don't have the medical team around us that we would usually have
0: have you personally has have you felt anxiety or, or worry or or has it has it kind of changed over the weeks and months?
1: I think I've definitely sensed the public's anxiety or patients coming in um, are much uh, much more aware of the fact that they are in a hospital and that they are they feel at risk when they're in, in the hospital, you know, because obviously there's a lot of the, the fear around there being COVID in the hospital.
0: Yeah. Have there been moments when you have felt overwhelmed or the worry for... Your own safety has has been something you can't ignore.
1: Um, I think for me personally, um, I found that at the start, my worries were really about my family, and that that was very very scary for me. That um, I have a sister who's incredibly high risk, and that really took up at the at the beginning of the lockdown and even before the lockdown my fear around that was with that kind of affected you know it was like I was constantly thinking about it and constantly thinking how we could as a family um create a safe environment for her mm. and try to prevent her from from catching it really um so I think a, I think aside from worrying about myself, that really took the precedent in my, in my mind was worrying about her.
0: Yeah. How far away is she from you? Where does she live?
1: So she still lives in Northern Ireland. Uh huh. Um, and she lives with with my other sister Um, my parents. Um, live nearby, but they haven't obviously been able to see her because, my basically my, youngest sister, um it was before lockdown actually they made the decision that my youngest sister would start to shield with my middle sister and they would um basically they would they would cancel all carers coming into the house and they Mm. would basically just protect her in a bubble and they've they've really really my youngest sister is to be commended for for just the lengths she's went to to protect um their their little circle to make sure that 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 my middle sister can be safe it's been it's been um really really um it's been very inspiring to watch how how she's adapted their everyday life to to protect her sister really
0: Mm. do you think it's has it changed their relationship at all has it made them closer
1: they were always incredibly close. They were They were always... They always lived together anyway. They do pretty much everything together. So I don't think it's changed their relationship. Um, I don't think they could be any closer, to be honest. They literally... They do... You know, they live and breathe the same hobbies. And they just are really, like, very good companions to each other. Um, but I think it's definitely... It's changed my families. I think my parents and me. Um. It has. We've always appreciated everything that my younger sister has done, but I think. It's it's. She she's really to be commended, like by, by me and my parents for how much. How much time and thought and effort she puts into their everyday tasks, and mm. it's if anything, it's. It's made me and my parents a. Pr- We've always appreciated her, but um, we've really, really, you know, it's become apparent that that she's really the, like the gatekeeper at the minute and she's, she's amazing, to be honest, at, 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 for everything she's doing.
0: That must feel like, uh, obviously, still a huge worry for you, but to know that your middle sister is in such responsible, caring hands, that must feel... Reassuring to a point.
1: Yeah, it is. It's very reassuring, um, and I think because my youngest sister is, she's very, very aware. And even before lockdown, had actually we were already so Sarah was already shielding, and um, my youngest sister had to take their their dog to the vet, and she asked me for a whole breakdown of how she could make sure she decontaminated herself coming back into the house and it was mm. just the thought that went went into that and the realization that she she treated this like it was you know she treated it like it was her, like like a job like she more than a job so i think um i think she she deserves a big holiday after this <laughs> so she does <laughs> Annalana and i um uh, had just celebrated our four-year anniversary whenever lockdown started about a week after that. So we've been together for four years. We got engaged last May mm-hmm. and um, Aniland planned a, an amazing engagement. It was really special. We, he actually got my sisters um, to invite me home for a weekend and I then said to him oh do you want to come with me i didn't realize they'd already planned it so he he said oh yeah i'll come and then he told me so my sister's told me oh we've got a show to go to on the friday so bring a nice outfit so that was grand we got home and annalan said oh will we go for a drive to i have a favorite museum back home in -hmm. northern ireland it's called the ulster folk and transport museum and it was totally empty and it's a massive um it's kind of like a Victorian village and you can walk all around it. You can walk around like it has farms, it has shops in it. You can buy stuff in the shops. It's like, it's, it's Oh, really I love nice. those.
0: Uh, we have yeah. yeah we have a similar one in that we always used to go to on our school trips in the northeast um like near Newcastle and it's oh so fun. yeah
1: yeah so we went up there and we walked around and then um we'd been there one Christmas and we'd toasted some bread on a fire so and we walked around and I was kind of like oh it's it's so empty this is amazing and I was like oh yeah it is it's very quiet isn't it so then we went down to one of the little Little houses and we went in and a man was doing some like toasting some bread and he said oh uh, I'm going to go and lock up some of the other cottages so if if you want to stay here there's some lemonade and you can toast some bread and you know just have I'll be back in about five minutes so he left and we were toasting bread on the fire and then um Annalyn got down in on one knee in front of the fire and proposed and. I didn't realize. It. So the man came. Then I said yes, of course. And the man came back in, and he was like, "Oh, um, what's happened?" And I was like, "Oh, it was really lucky how quiet it was, and that no one else was here." And I Anna- was like, "Jan, I've hi- I've hired it. <laughs> 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 I planned this whole thing." <laughs> and I was like, "What?" because I did-? <laughs> Cause it didn't dawn on me that there was no one else in the museum. <laughs> yeah. So it was like it was such so special. So we had the whole place to ourselves and they made us lots of like um the weaver made us a woven heart and the blacksmith made us like oh. um, a horseshoe to take home. And it was just really special. Um, That's
0: amazing.
1: Yeah. And then we left the museum and Annalan had arranged for all my family to be in the restaurant opposite so we could all go for dinner together. And they'd already they all knew about it. Mm. And I was like, oh, you'll never guess what's happened. And they were like, Jan, that's why we invited you home. <laughs> because we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> we kind of worked out that we wanted to have um, a summer wedding. So we thought, well, well, that that August was far too close. So we thought, we'll we'll do August 2020. So we originally were going to have between, it was probably going to be between 150 and 200 people. Mm-hmm. Um, come to London. Uh, we were going to have it um, at a place called Trinity Boy Wharf on the Thames, um, that overlooks the O2 Arena. We were obviously we were going to have everything in the same place, so there wasn't lots of travelling around. So my sister could just arrive at the one place and not have to worry about how we were going to get her into a car or how we were going to move her. Or, um, and Annalan's family were going to his extended family were going to come from Sri Lanka. My family were gonna come from Northern Ireland and we were gonna make like a weekend off it. Towards kind of March, whenever everything started becoming more apparent with COVID, mm. my sisters were planning my hem party in July and, we real- and it was meant to be in Germany. And we kind of realized that's maybe not gonna happen. And then we started really thinking about the time scale of things and at that time london was such a hotbed of you know we were the like the the uk epicenter of of people catching it yeah and and we just started to think this is this is not a good idea because we're going to bring people from all over the world into one big party of like 200 people um and at weddings, you know, everyone's hugging, everyone's dancing together, everyone's... Yeah. You're so close, it's not like you're going to watch a show and you can kind of space out and not touch each other. You're going to, you know, you want to be able to 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 shake hands with your guests and hug your guests. It was a risk that we just weren't, we weren't going to be able to take. Then we started to think, you know, well, if we're not going to have a big wedding, do we... What, what do we do because we still wanted to get married so we decided to talk to the chaplaincy team at work
0: this is at the hospital
1: yeah mm-hmm. so we we approached them and they said that they said weddings are kind of off the table at the minute but you know and then they asked us you know well why do you want to do it and we explained that um for us we, we really wanted to get married whilst our families were able, even if, even if it was only to watch on a screen. We wanted every member of our immediate family to be able to be healthy and enjoy it and see it. Then they, they kind of asked the right people and got the right permissions and made sure that we could do it in the safest way possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was them that really... That, that really bent over backwards to make it to make it happen for us It was kind of, because it was in the middle of lockdown we were excited but we didn't want to get too excited in case something happened so I, right up until literally the day off the wedding we were so worried that one of us would spike a temperature because as the minute that happened we had to call the whole thing off so it was only me one other nurse, and one other volunteer mm-hmm. and Annalan, but you were very conscious that if any if any one of those people started to feel unwell, then there was really no backup so on the morning of the wedding, I was kind of like I was vacuuming the living room to make sure that when we came back it was nice and tidy because. We weren't going, you know, we were just coming home, I, and I'm a bit of a, I'm like, I I wanted it to look nice when we got back. Analan was like the calm, collected one. And I was, I was there like, oh, I can't get my eyelashes on, or my eyelashes on. And he was, he was just like kind of being, he was being like a bridesmaid. All these like, these things that you think um, someone else will do for you on the day. Yeah, <laughs> and like trying to get. I was like trying to put my hair up in a bun, and you know, Annalan I couldn't couldn't get the bow on, so Analan was like t- helping me with my hair. If I need help with anything, he'll he he just does it in the most you know thoughtful and caring way.
0: And what were you both wearing?
1: I couldn't travel in my dress, so uh, I just was wearing. Um, jeans and like a white shirt but Aniline travelled in, in his suit so he had arrived and I once I got to the hospital I had to get changed into my dress. We got black and white scrubs to wear, after, to wear afterwards um, because we, we had to travel home and the only way we could travel home was to cycle together so i couldn't cycle in my dress. <laughs> so <laughs> we wore black and white scrubs after the after the ceremony so we did. How did it feel when you
0: had that moment of getting into the chapel and you saw him there?
1: Oh, it was I felt I felt really relieved because it was kind of like up until that moment you're so worried that something's I suppose it's like anybody's wedding. Right up until that moment, you're worried that something's going to go wrong. I was walking up the aisle by myself, so having whenever I got to the the altar and um, we got we were like holding hands and everything. It was the first time that I'd put on my dress and I was able to kind of hold someone's hand and give them a hug. I think whenever we were saying our vows, um, it just felt very it just felt like we were the only two people you know it felt like we were making a real promise to each other i think because there wasn't anyone else there it felt even more sincere it was strange because you looked around and you could you know you you didn't see your family there but we knew they were watching so so that was that was reassuring
0: has it made you think about potentially 20 years down the line telling your children or grandchildren that you got married in these circumstances, do you think it will feel surreal to look back on it?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those things that... I think it changes what you... I think COVID has changed the way people think about going about day-to-day business. But I think for us, it. I think for a lot of couples... It's changed what they think a wedding should be about. And it definitely did for us because I think, you know, when we have children, when we have grandchildren, I think it'll really, whenever they're, because it, it'll be that we were the exact same. We were planning a wedding and, you know, people have expectations and it's, you know, oh, you have to have this and you have to have that and you really can't do it. Oh, you know, you need to have a big cake and you need to buy it from here. You know, there's all these things that people Mm. think you need for a wedding and actually you really don't need any of it. You need the two people and you need someone who can legally marry you. Mm. And that's really, as long as your family can witness it and they're safe, then that's really all you need. My youngest sister, Eva, is, she's incredibly funny and very lighthearted, hearted very jovial she's always you know she makes everybody laugh she's very very entertaining and then my middle sister is the more serious one so she's the one that you can talk to whenever you need advice or if you're having a bad day she's very supportive she's always very level-headed she's always very aware of kind of um cultural and and like human rights and you know things that are happening in the world Mm -hmm. so she's um she's really she's a really good person to talk to if you're kind of doubting whether you did the right thing or if you're kind of thinking oh is that the right should did i handle that right she's very reassuring Mm -hmm. but she's also She'll also tell you when you're wrong, <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's a bit, that's better because it means you know that if you've done something wrong, she's yeah. not gonna she she's gonna tell you. Um, and I think yeah, they're they're both spending time with them is probably. It's that's like my favorite thing to do. We were all gonna stay in the same room the night before. We had so many plans around, you know obviously the day was about me and analan but i think having your having your best friends there mm. um just to be there in person and to to kind of celebrate with you afterwards would have been would have been lovely i think when i see them in person i always know i'm going to I'm I'm probably gonna laugh until I cry at some point. They like they just make me laugh so much. So I always know if I, whenever I meet up with them, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have like a hilarious adventure every single time mm. without a doubt.
0: What do you think that would have added to the day for you if if they could have been there?
1: I think for my for my middle sister we, we we told when she was quite young, she might not, she would probably not make it past her teenage years. Mm. So I think, I think her being able to be there was, was very much like when we were planning the wedding, it was like a realization of how lucky we were that, you know, me, my mum, my dad, and my two sisters had all arrived at the day when, when I was getting married and they were able to be there, it was, we realised that we were truly blessed that she was still with us. It would, have, it would have been really special for them to be there because I think we never expected that that would be the scenario, so it, it would have been really wonderful.
0: Do you think they felt sad to not be there
1: I think whatever reservations or sadness they had, they were incredibly selfless, and they have they've not dwelled on that um in like in my company because they know that that would I obviously do have those there's those twinges of sadness, but I think. The most important thing is to like look forward and think how lucky we all are Mm -hmm. Um, and I think they've they've been really really conscientious around not making me feel guilty about the decision we made to to go ahead with the wedding now. Up until now obviously our, our wedding is the best day of our lives but I think I think the day when we can all be together, will probably, in a different way, surpass our the our our original wedding because I think everybody is like you know everybody hopes that their wedding day they'll they'll be able to see their their families happy for them. Um. So I think that that will be the, like the cherry on top of the cake. For us to see them enjoy the day, that would be a really wonderful.
0: Is there anything that you would say to Annalan? I'm sure you've said everything to him, but anything about the day that made it special for you? Um, I'd
1: probably say... Thank you for being such a calm and caring and understanding person and without a doubt there's no one else that I would rather spend the rest of my life with.
0: If you'd like to tell us about someone you're missing, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch at radioisopodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at radioisopod.